Welcome to Sacred CEO, the podcast where visionary women learn to be bold with their voice and become the sacred six and seven figure CEOs of their businesses and lives. I'm your host, Dr. Claudia, former Ivy League trained professor turned business coach for women with a big message and a big story to share and whose ideas don't fit neatly into a box and maybe even challenge the status quo. My mission is to teach women how to find and unleash their voice, share it unapologetically and make money while building real wealth. You'll hear solo episodes and interviews on topics such as business, spirituality and relationships. We'll talk about all the things that women are not supposed to talk about, such as unapologetic self-expression, confidence and magnetism, money, wealth and power, so that we can explore what it truly means to be a woman with a voice today. Let's dive in because it's time to get unleashed. Hi ladies, this is a little bit of a more personal podcast. It's a story that I haven't maybe told before so it'll be interesting even for me to say it and I won't be telling you about signing up for this or that I want to make this podcast just about storytelling and hopefully there's something here for you and for your next stage of evolution personally but also in your business so I want to talk about sacred feminine leadership, which is what sacred CEOship is truly about. And I have a confession to make, and maybe this is something that you can relate to. And that confession is that for years, I truly resisted the word feminine. I was a professor of film, gender, and sexuality. I taught courses called Feminism and Media and Theories of Gender and Sexuality. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but in gender studies, and that's what my background is in, from a theoretical perspective, we tend to stay away in academia from um, terms that might suggest that there's an essence to being feminine and an essence to being masculine. So without going too deep into it, the current trend in academia, I mean, I don't know if it has changed in recent years, but when I left, the current trend was that gender, and I know feminine and masculine is different from gender, but gender is a social construct, right? There's not an essence to gender. And I know that many practitioners and teachers are polarity and masculine and feminine energetics. They will teach you and they will tell you that masculine and feminine are actually just energies and they apply to anyone regardless of their gender. So we, what they say is that we all have a balance of masculine and feminine energies and we all have both and it doesn't matter what our gender is. But honestly, all of this, all of this talk went against everything that I had been taught in academia and everything that I had taught as well. When I was teaching classes dealing with gender and sexuality and feminism and even film studies. So not just, I was resisting it for my own inner barriers because I had been socialized to operate more from masculine energy and what I would say now wounded masculine energy based on 
achieving and overachieving and validation from externals such as having a PhD or titles or you know accolades but also because of my academic background that really taught me the opposite of what's currently known as feminine and masculine energies in the teachings of polarities and tantra and embodiment as well and what was coming up for me also as I was considering fully stepping into this evolution of my business was my fear of leaving people out because not everyone relates to the word feminine and it's very important for me that my business be inclusive on all levels but I honestly came to realize that first of all I cannot deny my truth and second of all I believe you know my clients are all sorts of genders and non-binary and even trans and you know most of them are women but I also have male clients so I came to realize that if a client is meant to work with me they will and more than the single word even though that word is resonant with me right now and it's resonant with so many of my clients it's really the essence and the energy of what I teach and actually running a feminine business is all about energetics so what happened as I had all these conflicts in my head around you know when I was still an academic using the word feminine or really stepping into more feminine leadership even if I was being starting to get trained in this kind of stuff, I was going to a workshop in New York. This was about like 2017. That really was my introduction to living, to more embodiment and living as a woman. You know, it was, it was the beginning. I'm in a different stage right now. But, you know, I had all this inner drama around being feminine. I didn't like the color pink, you know, all those things that you probably can't relate to um and side note my first coach business coach I hired her precisely because she used a lot of pink in her branding and I was like I don't know I don't like pink which I like enough now um but I was like there's something there there's something in the fact that she uses so much pink in her branding that kind of like that I have a reaction to and that's why I need to hire her but you know lots of drama inner drama around this and part of it was my academic background part of it was just like being socialized as a high achieving woman in this society but then I found my voice and I got more and more in touch with the essence of who I truly am I started getting unleashed I started telling the truth about my deeply spiritual nature and about my desire to be in deep communion with the earth. And I started shifting my life also in alignment with these inner evolutions. I moved from the East Coast to Arizona and there the desert healed my soul and gave me everything I didn't know I needed I mean for sure I felt the pull 
but the actual experience of being in the desert was so healing on so many levels that I became a different person, but also I became who I was truly meant to be. So when I landed in Arizona, I had the deep feeling that I had arrived, that there was nowhere else to go. I had arrived, I was home. My titles, my credentials, my intellect, all those things started mattering less and less. I went there, I only knew one person. I didn't know anybody there. And no one knew I went to a fancy East Coast Ivy League college. No one knew who I was. No one knew that I was a multi-six-figure CEO. No one knew that I had been a professor in my previous life. And yes, I spent quite a few lonely afternoons by myself in my Airbnb wondering why the fuck I had left a city where I had a ton of friends and a deeply interconnected network of support. Why? Why? But there was something pulling me there. And I think, by the way, that Arizona, I think my aunt told me that Arizona means little spring. So it's, um, it, I've always felt it was a profoundly feminine land where the spiritual richness, I mean, I put, I personally really love desert landscape and I've always been called, even when I went to Morocco in 2012, I've always been called to desert landscapes all over the world. But there's something about the land in Arizona that's so profoundly healing and it's a healing in depth. You can feel it, that it's in the ground and inside the land. That's always what I felt. And I remember that shortly after moving to Arizona, maybe like one month or two months in, I went to this breathwork class and uh, he guided us through a visualization at the center of the earth. And we have to we had to imagine being in our ideal natural landscape and it was definitely in the desert. And then there was this door opening up in one of the mountains and then there was a staircase down the center of the earth and there was this kind of like um, activating tribal dance situation with fireballs going on and I was like oh this is it this is the core this is this is the divine feminine this is this is all of it the the nurturing watery motherly love but also the rage and the dark goddess and the the depths of what truly needs to be explored. So all of a sudden I had these experiences that really shifted me out of the reality that I knew into the reality I was meant to live into from that moment forward. And as a side note, I had, I don't think I've ever shared it in my business or with clients. I've shared it probably with my therapist at the time, but with a very few people, I had this uncanny experience but also super fucking cool when I one of the last days that I was in Philadelphia and it was January so it was the winter in Philly not pleasant 
and I was driving my car that I had for had I had for a long time and I was driving on a road that I would drive on every day to commute to school and I had this sense that as I was driving all of a sudden that road and the surroundings looked so unfamiliar and I had this deep feeling that I had just jumped timelines that I entered a different storyline for myself and I didn't know it at the time but that storyline was asking me to leave behind the socialized world of the east coast with you know, academia and corporations and just very people working their nine to five jobs to venture into the sacred journey into the divine feminine. And Arizona was everything I wanted and so much more. It was exactly the place for me to do that and it wasn't all you know I had a beautiful house with a beautiful pool you know like the landscape is amazing there's so much to do I became an outdoorsy person there because you know yes there's not a lot of there's not many museums or plays you know the way you would find in Europe or on the east coast but there's just like so much in terms of what you can source communing with nature there so I would just go hiking all the time and then I would go to the spa there's nothing but spas there which are honestly my favorite place to be but as I was sitting on it and thinking about you know I'll probably there would probably be more things that come out in terms of stepping into sacred feminine leadership and how to integrate that into your business of course you can't integrate it into your business if you haven't integrated it into your life and if you haven't really devoted yourself to a sacred feminine path, whatever that looks like for you and however that resonates with you because the beauty of sacred CEO-ship and sacred feminine leadership is that there's no one path that's like another it's about literally carving your own path with guides to support you I mean in all the senses of this world so it can be a coach it can be support team it can be your daughters and your mothers but also your ancestors right this is a collective journey that we get to do together so as I was thinking about this idea of really making your business and your marketing and your message and your sacred offerings a sort of like devotional practice to sacred feminine leadership and this word devotion it was always twirling in my head since the beginning of my business and I realized it was because I've always been a deeply spiritual person since I was a child um, I grew up in a Catholic country but I'm not Catholic but I always had the sense of spirits being with me you know whatever and I, I don't know if I've landed on one name that makes sense for me maybe source but um Devotion has always been a key word in my business, even when 
uh, it was still more masculine, but I didn't know why. And I wasn't sure my client base at the time was fully able to grasp it, but I feel so good using it now because that's what it is. Your business is an act of devotion. Your business is a gift to yourself, first and foremost. The most healing thing I've ever done for myself in my life has been starting and running this business. But also devotion to Mother Earth, to your clients, to your community, to your peers, to your family. You are running a business based on your authentic voice from the seat of your unleashed self, from the seat of your sacred feminine self is the gift that the world needs and that we will heal generations to come, but also lineages in the past. We get to write a new story for the future and a new story for the past. we get to give an alternative history to the people, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers who didn't have choice. And this path of sacred CEOship and sacred feminine leadership is a path of devotion and commitment and refinement. And there are some non-negotiables that I want you to really think about and embody and practice and express that the more I feel into what it means to be a sacred CEO, the more I feel these are truly non-negotiables. So the first one is really being willing to express the truth of who you are. We are done hiding. We're done living under a rock. We're done isolating as a coping mechanism. We're done making ourselves small to appease others who are not on the same path. We are done with anything that's not in alignment with our highest self and our highest truth. And I say this, I know you get this, not from a place of entitlement. You're not entitled to be the high priestess on top of the mountain with disciples. It's not about entitlement. You get to be, it's your responsibility to get 100% honest around your truth and your shadow and your kinks and the things you need to work on. But once all of that is said and done, what remains is your truth. And your truth is the foundation, the moss, the fertilizer, the grass your business gets to sprout on. 
it's a non-negotiable. You can create any sort of business. You can definitely create a business from just your head, right? We know you can work hard. We know you can get shit done. And what I see happen over and over again is that if your business is not grounded in the essence of who you are, unapologetically and boldly and in your willingness to be seen and show up as the transparent as a transparent leader it will lead to burnout or lukewarm results that are also not exciting and when i say transparent i get this word from joe dispenza that i'm sure many of you know but transparent means that your insights match your outsides so there's energetic congruence between who you are on the inside and what you show on the outside another pillar of feminine sacred feminine leadership is your willingness to lean into support again i'm not talking from an entire way but i'm talking from a priestess way your job is to channel your job is to share your sacred word work with the world your job is to become a stewardess of that sacred work whether it's creating content for instagram whether it's um talking to clients coaching creating curriculum for courses it doesn't matter but your energy you need to understand that your energy needs to be focused on that in your business and probably in your personal life it needs to be focused on you because you need to keep the channel clear and your kids for those of you who have families so i want you to really think about the categories where your best work is done and everything i want you to put 95% of your energy on that and then lean into support i guarantee that there's more support available around you than you think there is and i don't mean just like hire someone to clean your house or hire a coach i mean there's people wanting to help you right now that you don't need to pay a dime so start to shift your mindset and your energetics putting you at the center and the offshoots of your sacred heart uh are your work yours let's say self-care right it's a deep honoring of your body and your energetic field on all levels and your family other things don't really matter and another core pillar of sacred feminine leadership is creation you are a creative being and when we're in hustle mode where when we're in over productivity mode when we're just checking things off of our to-do list we forget our deeply creative nature we forget that we were created to be creators first and foremost not 
you know, to-do list machines or whatever you want to call them. And I want you to remember that. Which means that probably what happened with me is that when I sort of like realized and I didn't have words for it before, also maybe because of my resistance to the word feminine, is because I needed to rearrange my entire life. The rearrangement had already happened because I was running a business in alignment with my voice. And voice and full self-expression and bold self-expression and leash self-expression is a key component of sacred CEOship and sacred leadership. So it's not that I was living an unaligned life, but what I was craving was more depth. And more authenticity, not in the sense that I was being inauthentic, but I needed to unearth some pieces of my soul that needed to become part of my sacred work. And so this work, you choosing to step into sacred feminine leadership and sacred CEO-ship will require a rearrangement that doesn't have to happen overnight at all rearrangement of your way of being, your way of thinking, how you move in the world, what you choose to prioritize, how you wake up in the morning, how you get up in the morning. There will be a rearrangement and your best bet, you're gonna, you're already on this path. You know, if you're listening to this, if this resonates with you, if you feel this, this deep sacred yes, in your belly you know this is for you this is the message for you there's no escaping that so you're already on this path this path path of like if you can say a priestesshood so your best bet is to really surrender to it and to to put yourself the same way i moved to arizona to be in a sacred feminine landscape, to put yourself in the condition to really be in touch with what speaks to you of a feminine energy. You don't have to move to Arizona, you don't have to move at all, but maybe it's about rearranging your altar, maybe it's around creating devotional practices that really allow you to keep your energy field clear, all the stuff that we talked about around premium clients and keeping your energy clear and being a match for them, that remind you and allow you to embody more and more the sacred being and sacred be leader that you are. And of course, from this place of power, there's no more chasing clients. There's no more pushing and striving. When things started to shift in my business, I had to say no to money. I had to say no to easy money even. I knew how to get clients. I could have kept doing the same things, but I was due for an evolution. So I had to say no to money in the name of more alignment, more depth, more devotion, and more ease. And this is not necessarily pleasant. This is 
the journey of priestesshood, the journey of the sacred feminine, the journey in the depth. This is the tower in the tarot. And you get out from, on the other side reborn. And I know that if you're anything like me, and most women are, when you stumble across me, you're often stuck, even if you're already done feminine energy work, you're stuck in a masculine way of doing things. You're used to pushing, striving, winning, and you're used to holding so much on your shoulders. And when you apply that to business, it becomes truly unsustainable because you apply male energetics to your feminine being. And, you know, there's all this, these messages in business around going to get clients and pushing the clients and overcoming objections. But if we get into these energetics of hunting, which usually work really well for men, you know, for a woman to be hunting, a woman is not meant to hunt. A woman is meant to be sharing her wisdom and sharing her voice. So if we start hunting, it becomes unsustainable for our energetic system. And for a woman to be hunting for clients, it equals to being in scarcity and lack. While abundance... When you truly embody being a sacred CEO, uh, you realize it doesn't matter the number in your bank account. It doesn't matter where you're living or how. You could be living on a bench for other matters. But you realize that abundance is already around you. And that's what I tell my clients when I tell them your ideal high ticket clients are already here. They're already around you. There's nowhere you need to go. You don't need to go grab them. They're already here. You just need to create the golden pathways for them to walk onto. You are already enough. You're already more than enough. Your voice is the channel for them to come to you. So, of course, this is a bigger conversation. We'll keep talking about all of this it's um something that i know well in terms of the academics of it i just a side note i don't know if i shared it on the podcast before but actually my dissertation was on female spiritual madness which was super fucking cool and super fucking interesting to study. And maybe I'll do some episodes on, on it here on the podcast because it's so much related to bringing your sacred work out into the world. So I know this, this feminine spirituality element from a theoretical academic perspective. I've read the sacred texts and I also know because I'm walking that path. And it feels kind of wild to say it because, because it's big, right? But I want to say it explicitly, first of all, to boldly claim it for myself, but also to give yourself permission to also claim it for you and to put yourself in containers and energies that reflect that back to you 
so that you can become the priestess and sacred CEO that you're meant to be. So I truly, truly hope this was empowering and affirming for you. If you have something that you want to tell me, you know where to find me. The best place is Instagram. I would love to hear what truly resonates with you around what I shared today. It's my biggest hope that you walk this path too. And it would truly be my honor if you chose to walk it with me. So you know where to find me on Instagram and I can't wait to hear from you and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. And please share it with all the women in your circle who can benefit from it. We're building a movement of powerhouse, heart-led, visionary sisters who are choosing to be bold with their voice and build six- and seven-figure transformational businesses based on their authentic voice that create wealth and a legacy for generations to come. And don't forget to subscribe to get access to next week's episode. I'll see you there.